on this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. Dante Marcatelli and George Galante catch up with Orlando Magic legend and NBA Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady. I think the first question we ask him is what it means to this day to still be referred to as a Hall of Famer. Certainly an honor he greatly covets. He remembers his first interaction with Michael Jordan. Obviously, that is a hot topic these days with the documentary. And he reflects on his first interaction with MJ. He reminisces on his decision to come to Orlando back in the year 2000. The impact that his teammate Daryl Armstrong had on him here in Central Florida. What it meant to him to be a scoring champion multiple times. Of course, his 62-point night as a member of the Orlando Magic, and then the infamous 13 points in 33 seconds as a member of the Houston Rockets. What is he doing now to pass his time? And who was the person that changed the whole trajectory of his NBA career? Lots to get into with Tracy McGrady on this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, and the Hall of Famer, Tracy McGrady. Kind enough to join us. I got to know, Tracy, does that ever get old? Being referred to as the Hall of Famer, it can't, right? Oh, not at all, brother. Say it one more time for me. <laughs> Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady. <laughs> nah, I, I love to hear that sound. Is anything different now? Are you are you privy to rooms and buildings and clubs that weren't open before that you didn't know about? I could walk in any door, man. And, That's and awesome. Oh, hey, all the doors open up for me now. <laughs> That's all it takes, Dante. All it takes is for you to get into the Hall of Fame. Then you That's can just right. go wherever you want. And you can open any door you want. That's, That's exactly awesome. right. Trace, what was, what was that call like when, when they called to tell you? What was that? What Just who called you? Where were you? Like, who was around you? And, and like, what did that mean? So, I got the call... Um, I think it was Friday I got the call and they were going to let me know on Monday. They were just giving me a heads up that they were going to let me know on Monday and let me know uh, if I made it or not. So I was going to get a call regardless, right? Okay. So fast forward to Monday, I'm at the house and I'm home alone. My wife has an event or she's out doing something. Of course, the kids are at school. So phone rings. And I see on the call ID, it's, you know, Naismith uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. So I knew, okay, uh, I started to get nervous. And he, uh, he was like, is this T-Mac? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm such and such from, um, you know, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And I'm just calling and letting you know that you're in. Wow. And it was, uh, it was just this pause. I, I, like the world just stopped and I just paused and I asked him to say it one more time. I say, could you say that one more time? And, you know, he repeated it again. And, man, I was just just overwhelmed with joy. And, you know, tears started coming out of my eyes. And then I started thinking, okay, the next step, who the hell am I going to call? Because I'm here by myself. My wife is at an event. I can't reach her. So I'm just trying to find people to call and tell them, you know, the good news. should have called me. <laughs> yeah, you was you was second on the list. 
<laughs> but I couldn't get in contact with nobody. That's crazy. I couldn't get in contact with nobody. And finally, I reached my brother and gave him the news. But, you know, it was a while before I told my wife. So I told everybody before I told my wife. But, man, you know, just to uh, to receive that news, it was just – it was the greatest feeling ever. Ran out and hugged the lawn guy, first guy. <laughs> whoever, whoever was around. Well, what are, you, what are you doing to keep busy now? I mean, this is just – unprecedented T-Mac. I mean, we've never gone through like this. And I know everybody's thoughts and prayers are, are with those people on the front line and people trying to stay safe. But uh, what are you doing to pass the time and, and who's at the house with you? Yes. Uh, first of all, for all those people that um, have been affected, hopefully, you know, those guys have a speedy recovery and, and, and hopefully the people that are not affected are doing the necessary uh, things and taking precaution and staying inside. Uh, for me, I've been blessed, man. I, I've been blessed uh, to play the game of basketball for 15 years. Been blessed to make, you know, fortunate enough to make a lot of money. And I've been in this house that I'm in now uh, going on a year in July. Um, so I, I built me a gym. I built a, a, a full, you know, full court gym, four baskets. And I have an AAU program where I have uh, fifth grade through eighth grade. So, I mean – I pretty much just been in the gym with my kids, you know, oh, and it's, you. it's, this has been such a, a, a blessing for them because yeah, they're in school, but it's online courses and it gives them an opportunity to be in the gym uh, for countless hours working on their games and getting better. Why they're taking advantage of some of the kids that they compete against. They don't have that luxury, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blessing for them to, to be able to have the opportunity to go in the gym. And for me, I love it. You know, I, I love to put my stamp and give my knowledge to these kids. And uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing. And, of course, I have four kids from 17 uh, to 14 to 12 to 10. Girl, boy, girl, boy. And uh, I've been working my kids out along with a couple of the kids in my AU program. So, you know, the wife and, and, and my kids, we just, we here, you know, we get some fresh air. We got five acres that we're on. I mean, that's it's, awesome. uh, we've, we've been blessed, man. George, everybody doesn't have access to the McGrady amusement park. Look at all no. that stuff behind them there. Dante, I put, I put a hoop, I put a hoop up Look in the driveway. Wow. Look at yeah. that. It's like a resort. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I put a hoop up in the driveway. The HOA gives me a letter the next day. Can't, can't have that in the driveway. So, yo, you know what's crazy is they they've going around the city and taking all the basketball goals down from the park. That's everywhere. They don't want people That's out. Everywhere. They don't want people out shooting it's, around. Right. It's, it's so. a serious matter, man. And I hope people are, are really you know taking this seriously. So what else are you doing to pass the time, T-Mac? Because we've been talking to a lot of guys where everybody's kind of burning through their Netflix accounts. They're burning. Through <laughs> Right? Like, so what, what, are, what are you, are you like Dante and I, like we're into this Tiger King guy? Of course. I mean, we're Floridians. I, I, of course. I mean, our people are crazy, man. What the hell are they thinking? Right? It's it's, it is bananas. I'm on the third episode, so I'm not finished with it yet. Um, yo, I mean, Netflix and Amazon Prime has is, is been my go-to. So what, I'm going to tell you how much TV I've watched, right? right? So I've started Homeland like three weeks ago. Yep. 
Homeland is eight seasons. Eight, yeah. the, eight, the eighth season is going on right now. I'm on the eighth season. <laughs> you Yo, you I'm on the eighth season already. I already finished Ozark, which is unbelievable. That is the one that just yeah. came out on Monday or whatever it was. I finished it already. Oh. <laughs> I finished you, it already. Do you do this when the kids go to bed, or do you lock yourself in the room during the day, or what do you? Oh, so the kids are taking online courses for uh for their school. Ah, so while they're doing that, I don't come out of my room till three o'clock, p.m. <laughs> I'm in the bed. I'm watching from the time I get up. I am Netflix and Amazon Prime because yeah, my good. my kids don't come over to the house till like three thirty, and I get a workout in before they come over, and then I work them out. But from the time then, yo, I am laid up in my back in my cave. And it's dark, and I'm Netflix. There you go. So yeah. the fact that that the fact that that Tiger King started in Florida didn't surprise you a ton. It didn't surprise. Nah, you. not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, so I probably grew up living next to some people who had some tigers <laughs> and some alligators. Yes. <laughs> We're lucky that wasn't in Auburndale. That, that that definitely was not in Auburndale. You cannot put anything past the country folks in Auburndale. I'm just trying to tell you right now. <laughs> I can't put it past them, bro. This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Hey, we just had we caught up with uh, Patrick Ewing uh, a little earlier, and he was just mentioning the time he spent with you in Orlando, and obviously we mentioned, because Coach Clifford mentions it about three times a day, you're 13 points in 33 seconds, <laughs> which is which he should. That's just an incredible feat. But yeah. when you think back on uh, uh, your time with Patrick Ewing as a player, you know, as his teammate, and then as one of your coaches, well, what comes to mind thinking about the Hall of Famer? Um, I mean, just very knowledgeable to, of the game, mm-hmm. uh, very friendly and, and easy to talk to. Uh, love to talk basketball. Um, just love to talk about, you know, things in life and, and in general. Um, I learned a lot being around Pat, you know, just being his size and, and watch how he worked to stay in shape, the professionalism. Uh, it was it was great to be with him and in Orlando. We went to Houston and, and spent some years together. I mean, you know, it, it was awesome. Did you know Pat at all before he joined us with the Magic, or was that where your was that your first introduction to Patrick? No, no, no. I, I met him years ago uh, when he was still with the Knicks. Okay. So I had I had some run-ins with him back then. Okay. All right. So clear something up, T Mac, because we've heard a lot of we've heard a lot of reports that there are reports out there that the Magic were this close to having you, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. That it was possible that all three of you guys. We're coming to Orlando. Did, did you think that was happening? Did you think you were signing? Obviously, you knew what the situation was and you wanted to come to Orlando, but did you, did you think those guys were coming with you too? Well, I, I knew I was positive about two out of the three. Yeah, okay. I was, I was unsure about Timmy. I, there's no way I felt like Timmy was living, leaving San Antonio. Okay. And uh, I, I, I felt like Grant was going to sign. I was coming regardless because, you know, that's, I'm, that's home. I'm coming home. Right. Um, I felt like Grant was going to sign, but yeah, I, I figured it was going to be two out of the three. Yeah, that's how I felt. By the way, on the inside, I, I, yeah. I knew we had Tracy, and I knew we had Grant. And I, I did not know if Tim Duncan was a possibility. So I'm on my show, and uh, with the jump, 
And I forgot how it came up, but somebody broke the news that the reason we didn't get Timmy is because Doc wouldn't allow, I guess, your significant other fly on the plane. And that was a deal breaker for Timmy. And when I found that out, I was crushed, bro. And if that is true, I need to I, I can't wait to have a sit down with Doc Rivers on this. I, I, I really hope he tells me, T Mac, that is not true. Cause if it is, I might jump on on Doc. And uh, I ain't no telling what I might do. Polk County might come out of me. Have you not seen have you not seen Doc or Tim Duncan since that little report came out? No, I haven't. I haven't. But I, I'm definitely going to ask Doc if there's any uh, truth to that. All right. So I, I, these are just some numbers I want to throw out at you. You probably know most of them, but all right. Most games with 30 or 40 or more points, Tracy McGrady had 11 of them, Dante, in, yep. uh, in one season, 0203. Uh, most games with 30 or more points, same season, he had 51 games with 30. 30? Of 30. Wow. These are the things that when we were in it at the time, I mean, we. Damn. Like let's be right, okay. Like that, these numbers. We're we're doing out of eighty out of eighty two games. I have, and you did not play all eighty two that year. I don't think I played seventy nine. I think okay. I I didn't look that up. I looked up the other stuff. I probably should have done all a little more homework. You had fifty one games with thirty or more. That was the year you averaged thirty two. Wow. 50 games. And I sit back now, that was, you know, that was in 0203, and we were in the middle of it, and we knew you were a great scorer. We knew you were a great player. But looking back at these numbers, I I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I can't believe that I was – I sat there for all of them. (laughs) You got spoiled. Yes. You got spoiled. There's no doubt because now a guy scores 30 for us. I lose my mind. I'm like, I haven't yeah. seen this in weeks. Yep. That's We're right. doing it every night. It's, 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 that mystique just wears off, man, because you you witnessed it every night, right? It just was old. I got bored. <laughs> like, my, my kids, like, they don't know the magnitude of, like, what – what I really did in my career and some of the things that I was able to accomplish, they just see me as coach, coach Matt, you know what I mean? Like that mystique has, is worn off of them. It's so, but. They have to remind them. You remind them every now and again. Damn right. I do. (laughs) Absolutely. Now think about, so so now fast forward in a day and age where they can't put their hands on you. Right. Oh gosh. So how, oh, what gosh. would those numbers? What would those numbers have looked like? You like, had some physical I, I people. Tell you had some physical had, people hanging he on. Had, he'd had 40, 50 right. times. He'd like like people. James Harden numbers. Yes. Yeah. yeah really. Exactly no like James Harden numbers. Like I mean, it's ridiculous, right? You know, right. some of those uh, those defenses that I was facing, like the Detroit Pistons, and yeah. um, right. you know I, I, how compacted that the paint was you know trying to drive the ball and get to the bucket that that was super tough in our era you know what I mean and you know can't touch now nah (laughs) no chance of trying to guard me what changed for you here I know it was an opportunity and you know you came here and were the guy instantly but what what else what other factors were there how much did Doc play a role everything what what else helped you become who you were? I, the the biggest impact 
the, the, the person that had the biggest impact on my career when I was in a magic uniform, the, the day I stepped foot uh, in that organization was Johnny Davis. Is that right? Is Johnny Davis, hands down. That man taught me so many moves and so many counter moves that I was so unaware of. Mind you, you know, I, I was coming from being the third or fourth option in Toronto. So, right, right. you know, I signed this deal. I was, I was a six man, <laughs> right? And I signed a max deal. Yeah, right. Right? So I'm coming to an organization where I thought I was going to be teammates with Grant Hill, but yeah. we know how that played out. So the keys was handed to me, you know, quicker than it, I expected. So it's a much bigger role that I, I had to play in. Johnny helped me with my footwork that I never knew existed. You know, some of the things that he taught me. And when I started, at, at first when I started, I was like, what are we doing? Because, you know, I, I was all athleticism and just wanting to use my first step, go by somebody and dunk on you. But when he taught me uh, these different moves and footwork and how to do certain things, my game elevated to another level. And that's where, you know, I believe I went from having a mentality of being a Scottie Pippen-like to having a mentality like Kobe and MJ to where I felt like nobody can guard me. Like I, my mentality before I got there, I thought, you know, I averaged 20 points. I'll be able to do everything, right? 20 points, assist, rebound. Never in a million years that I think thought I would average 27, 30 points. Never. When, when did that switch? Because you're naturally not a selfish player. You had great IQ, you, you, good vision, passing the ball. When did that mentality change? Like, is it when, when, when Grant went down? Yeah. You looked at our roster and you're like, crap, I'm going re to really have to shoulder the load here. He's going to need to do something. Well, it was it – was, <laughs> Oh, boy. It was, I got to go. Oh, boy. Well, it was Johnny again. <clears throat> it was Johnny. We need you to do more. We need you to do this. You know, you got you to gotta step up. You got to give us more. Grant is not here, so we need you to – you know, you're going to have to score for us. I mean – it's not fair. It is what it is. It's a situation. So uh, right away, I understood that. And then I, I started understand how to, I, I wouldn't call it being selfish, but I had to really assert myself on the offensive end a little bit more than, you know, usual. Did, did Johnny teach you the uh, throwing the ball off the backboard and, and dunking it in the game? Did that's you that. No, that's just all natural creativity. <laughs> so hold on. So I want to, Everybody knows you did it, you know, in the, in the all-star game. That's where everybody saw it the first time. That's where everybody saw it the first time. Right. And then you did it in the, in the magic uh, Toronto game during the regular season. But the first time you did it. Okay. I was there. Boston. Boston yeah. during the preseason, there was no TV, right? There was no TV, but I was digging through. I, I've been doing a lot of cleaning, Mac. Like everybody's been <laughs> cleaning out their, their stuff and getting rid of stuff, okay? Which so one went to ice? Right? I found this. Huh? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is from March of 01, right? And it's a picture. And I know it's the same game because the seats are empty. 
right? There's the poster. Yeah. Right? And that's the play. That's the play where you threw it off the backboard. I know it is. Because then Dante looked right behind Max. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at Paul Pressey. Look at Paul Pressey. He can't believe what he just said. <laughs> I was trying to tell everybody, like, hey, Daddy was on a basketball poster, too, one time. He was, an act- right he was inactive that game. George was inactive. Oh, that man. But that was the first time. Like, I remember that preseason wow. game. And you did that, and we're all looking at each other like, what in the hell? What? It's, like, we didn't know what just happened. Yeah, I, I was I was crazy, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't yes, – I can't I, – I can't – I mean, I can't tell you anything else. I was crazy. Like, I just like to try things and, and be creative. And uh, I did it in high school. Okay. And so I didn't go to college, so – you know, I wanted to try that ability on the on the highest level, and uh, that preseason game is that one was instinct. I just tried it out of instinct on that one. The Toronto one, I actually told the guys I was going to do it. You remember that? I yes. told them that I was going to throw it off the guy after yes. glass. And then the All Star game, I planned it. I didn't plan it at that moment, but I planned it like I wanted to do it on that stage. And it was just uh, just a perfect time to to do it. Dante, have you ever seen the the Boston one, the preseason? Yeah, I remember one? seeing it when it happened. Yep, I did. It was – that might have been the best one of all. I mean, there was traffic in the lane. Yeah, there was yeah. people. It was – I honestly don't re- – I remember doing it in Boston, but I can't tell you the play or how it happened. I, I just I remember – I just, I just remember the paint being packed. And I remember – I don't – I think we all looked like, what the – and then you – I mean, you yoked it. I, I, I want to say, I want to say, Kenny Anderson was under the basket when it I threw was, it. It was, was Kenny Anderson. Yeah, yeah, because I could pull out the picture. He's right. In. <laughs> okay, okay. I remember, I remember poor, poor Ray for Alston in the Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. there's Kenny right there. There he goes. There's Kenny. There's Kenny. Let me see. Right there. That's Kenny right there. Okay. <laughs> and then look, there's Tony Batie. Tony yeah. Getting the yep, taste of right. it. Look at everybody's faces like, man, no way. What? Look at that. <laughs> Look at my boy, D.A. <laughs> That's the best. And then Press's face is the best right there. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Oh, Press is just – His mouth is wide open. Just blown away. So good. So good. There's a new member of the Magic Hall of Fame, your guy Daryl Armstrong this year. Yes. Have you ever known a guy to squeeze as much out of his body as humanly possible? Hell no. that guy? Nope. No, you talking about exhausting um, your your ability to its full potential? Like that dude, man. He by far my favorite teammate. Uh, I must right? say that. Yeah, he's my favorite teammate. Like Da, I, to to be his size and what he was able to accomplish and and what he went through to get to the NBA. I mean, you know, it speaks volume of how hard that kid worked and uh, it's just a great testimony, man, that he can uh, one day tell his story uh, to some kid that, you know, feels he's too small to play the game and DA can, you know, have inspired a bunch of these small guys to overcome what, you know, they feel can't be accomplished. David Steele says all the time, his, his story should be a movie. His story should really be a movie. Man, I, I've never seen anybody play that hard for a full season the way he he did. He brought it every night. Like Russell Westbrook, uh, Kobe, and 
and uh, MJ and LeBron, like they they don't cheat the game, and and DA didn't cheat the game. Like he gave you his heart and soul every single night. You know what was interesting too, Tracy? There's my you know I started in '98 with the Magic. I know I only look like I'm 30, but I started with the '90s. <laughs> but you you had come a couple of years after that. And I just remember for, I mean, if anybody, because Grant was hurt a lot, as we know, um, and Daryl was kind of up and coming, right? He was kind of burst onto the scene. But, you know, being part of the media, if anybody wanted to talk to somebody, it was you. It was you every game, before the game, after the game, after practice, whatever it may be. And you you never turned that down. And I'm sure you went to George. I'm sure there were days you said you didn't want to do it. But but I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't remember that happening. I don't ever remember us being turned down and always gracious and never short. And I, I don't know how you did that when you knew night in and night out you were going to be the guy we were all going to go to. Well, that was the thing. I mean, I, I knew I was the guy, and I had to be the voice for the team. And um, you know, I knew I couldn't shy away from that. And I, you know, I, I love talking to you guys. You know, what I mean, like. Um, there were some guys in the media that, you know, I cringe when they came around, but sure, sure. <laughs> but um I, I, I'm with Schmarcatelli. <laughs> <laughs> I am saying no names. That's right. But you know, George, you already know. <laughs> you already know. Uh, Cause I, you know, I got on his ass a couple times, but um, you know, I, I, I wasn't bashful about that, but no, I, I mean, that was my job. And uh, I knew what responsibility that I had. And, you know, I took full responsibility on uh, making sure I was available for you guys. How much does that – well, we appreciate that, first of all. I, that's why – I mean, that's a big reason that number one hang – for me, that's a big – for the Marcatellis. I don't know. I think okay. you just uh, had, you know, somebody bring that to the house and you just hung that up. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I'm no. just saying. No, nope, there's, there's, there's three – there's three jerseys that aren't coming off this wall, and those are the ones right there. But I, man, was, and those, was, those other two, boy, that's some bad boys, man. I'm 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 honored, Jay. <laughs> I'm honored to be hey, next to them was, boys. When we were talking to Patrick, that was Patrick up there to the right over to. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, how much did that help you? I mean, just because you always, I don't want to say you you just say whatever you want. I mean, you but you you have a way of coming across. So honest and so genuine. How much does that help you on TV? You come, you kind of say you call. You're a straight shooter. You're a straight. Shooter. I don't know any other way. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And, and sometimes it's it's to my detriment, but I just say what I feel. You know what I mean? And um, I, I guess that's why I'm on TV. That's why Rachel reached out to me because of um, you know, me being honest and authentic, and I say what's on my mind. All right, look, can we talk about your 62-point game for a second? Because I want to clear something up. I, yo, you – go ahead. <laughs> All right, you, you've told many people, right, that the reason you didn't score 70 that night was because Joel Glass and I were sitting there telling you how many points you had, keeping in mind that there are two giant scoreboards on the side of the arena that tell you how many points you had in the game. I don't pay attention to that. Okay, so so it's my fault you didn't score seventy. <laughs> you you got you got part of the blame. <laughs> I, I can't no I can't I can't blame it all on myself. You know I missed nine free throws. 
Well, that's, you, what I, that's what I blame it on. I blame it on the nine free throws. But, but do you guys know I missed nine of my last ten shots? Do y'all, y'all know that? Yes. Oh, I, 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 missed, I missed nine of my last ten shots and nine free throws. Yeah, that's crazy. That. But we add, that, add those numbers up. Yeah, right. Sure. I it's been. a lot. <laughs> You'd have had 90. Come on, man. I mean, were you talking, you were you talking to guys that night? I mean, did, how much did you know you had it going and, and you were letting people know? You had to be. Nah, that's the thing. That wasn't one of those nights where I felt like I had it rolling. Like a night that I really had it rolling where I felt like, yo, I'm, I might get 80 tonight was when we played uh, Chicago Bulls and we played um, we played Chicago. I had 52 and, and three quarters and, and Doc wouldn't play me That's right. in the fourth quarter. Because weren't we, we were up by like 30. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> man, why the game can't be closer? I understood, you know, me not playing. I was like, I wish this game was closer because I was in a zone that night and I, I was mad because they traded away Mike Miller. Right. Right. That was right? right after that. That yeah, was right after that. You're right. And, and and then the other night was when we played against Denver. I had 37 and a half. Right. Yeah. And it was another. It was just another blowout. But that's that 62 point game. I didn't felt. I I felt like I didn't have it. You know, like those two nights. We have to watch at the end of every Magic game. We have the starters do not get pulled until there's about four seconds left. <laughs> Because Steve Clifford tells the media every night, I watched a guy get 13 points in 33 seconds. It's true. So we have to watch these guys play every last second of the game because of that performance. I mean, you'll never see anything like that again. I mean, what just what kind of a zone was that? And, and just what memories come to mind thinking about that team? So, of course, uh, San Antonio, me, Benny Houston, it's an in-state robbery. It's always a yeah. very competitive game. San Antonio, of course, is a great defensive team. Uh, at the time, I think I was struggling from the field. Uh, shooter, I think only had like 21, 22 points or something, and I wasn't shooting great that night. Um, but come towards the end of the game, it was just the, the will to take over, right? I mean, this is – while we worked so hard in the offseason, yeah. I mean, for these, these type of moments right here to, to take over a game and, you know, prepare your team to a win. So I hit the first three, felt good about it, you know. But when you hit a tough shot like I hit on that four-point play over a Tim Duncan, right. then, then everything, the basket opens up for you and you just feel like, okay, I'm not going to miss any shots. Right. I don't care what type of defense they're playing. I'm going to get a shot up and I feel like it's going to go in. So that was a four point play. Come back down. We foul. Take the ball out. It's hard as hell to get this ball inbounds because RJ Barrett so small. So we had to throw it up over Tony Parker and Bruce Bourne. And it should have been another four point play because as I'm dribbling at the top of the key, Bruce Bourne is right on my hip, riding me the whole way. And I rise up and make the three. So we're down two. They call a timeout. This one, you know, basketball guys is just on your side, and it is real, right? Like, it, it is real. Devin Brown gets the ball from the out-of-bounds play. Our job was uh, – Van Gundy was like, let's go for the steal. Don't foul right away. Go for the steal. Get the ball to Devin Brown. 
He tries to make a move, slips, and falls. No one touches him. And the yeah. ball rolls directly to me, the guy, the hottest guy on the court right now. <laughs> right, right. I already know what time it is. I'm not looking to tie this ball game. I get the ball. I'm dribbling up the court. I'm looking for my spot. And I know I'm going to make this shot. I know I'm sending us home with a win. It, it, it's, that's the only way this can, can really end. And boom, hit the shot. Now I'm going to tell you, I'll be lying if I sat up here and told y'all I wasn't scared when Tony Parker got that ball and dribbled oh, half court and put that shot up. Right. Do, you, do you know what that would have done to me oh, if he would have oh. made that shot? <laughs> that would have been no. brutal. Oh, God. Brutal. Right. Oh, but, man, that was, uh, that was, that was a crazy night. I, I, I couldn't believe what just happened. And, you know, the, the crazier thing is something – that incredible of a comeback, I didn't watch that full game until I retired from the game of basketball. You not the whole – not at all? Nope. That's crazy. Nope. Just I'm, never- I'm just weird about that, man. I don't know. I just – I don't know. I just didn't want to go back and – didn't want to go back and watch it while I was playing. I, I waited till I was retired to go back and watch it. Yeah, sure. What do you – Tracy, how much do you see with our guys now? How, how much do you watch the – the magic. I, I know you came in with uh, you, you came in in training camp, and Jonathan Isaac still talks about some of that footwork you gave him. And now maybe we know why some of the the stuff that you learned, you know, mm-hmm. that you were able to pass on. And we kind of saw a little turnaround jumper. And he, yeah. And you know, his eyes light up when he when he thinks about that conversation you had early in the year. But just touch on Jonathan Isaac and, and what you saw from the Magic this year. Well, I, I think he has great potential uh, with his size, his length. I mean, I, I actually think. Not only could he be a great offensive threat, but defensively, he could be all-world defensively, right? right. Um, you know, I just think they got a great deal of talent. And, and I, my message to them when I went to talk to those guys is that, yeah, you don't have a Katie, a, a Kyrie on the same team. You don't have a LeBron or an AD. But y'all got a, y'all got a great deal of, uh, of talent, of height, length, athleticism. Um, you got great guard work. You got shooting. You know, I told him I wasn't always on the most talented team, but I was always on a team that competed and played hard every single night. Mm -hmm. Every single night, the the Darrell Armstrongs and the the Pat Garrity's and, you know, the Andrew DeClerc's, like those boys came and bust their ass every night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was out there scoring a lot of points, but it was them boys doing all the dirty work and playing hard and making my job easy. And that's the reason why we was able to win 40-plus games, you know, just having a, a main scorer such as myself and, and not another all-star or even a guy close to an all-star, right? Yeah, right? And then even when I got to Houston, I mean, we had guys that played extremely hard, didn't have the most talented team or, or the most athletic team. We played hard. And that's the one thing that everyone can do is give that effort night in and night out and, you know, that, that was my message to him, but – you know, I I think Aaron and 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 uh, Evan and Jonathan, those three guys, a solid point guard like DJ and Markel, man, I'm so happy for Markel. Mm-hmm. Markel's looked really good, really good. He's starting to show, you know, why he was he was drafted so high, and I think he's going to continue to get better um, as he get mentally stronger, as he understands the NBA game. So. I hate that, you know, the, the season ended the way it is. Yeah. It has. But I look forward to see 
you know, what's going to transpire with the, uh, the Magic next season. This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. How much time would guys need in a situation like this to, to, to get back into a, into a, be able to play? A couple of weeks? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I would think they would need two weeks at, at least a week for a, a training camp. Right. And, and then, you know, if you're going to play regular season games, they're going to need at least 10 games, man. Yeah. Right. At least 10 games, 10, 15 games to, to get back in. I just don't think it's enough time. I guess we'll see, right? I yeah. Hopefully hopefully they can do something. You're right. We're, we're missing it. We got nothing. I mean, you got eight seasons of Homeland in a day, so we're missing stuff. <laughs> oh, no, you tell it, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> hey. Hey, ESPN know they missing it too. That's why they moved that that Jordan uh dot up. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's a good call. Ain't nobody watching it. How much are you looking forward to that though? That's oh, part series. Oh, no, I can't wait to watch that series. Right, man. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that. What do you hear about Jordan? I, I know you you got him as a wizard. I, did you get him? You might have got him as a. Oh, as I got a him. I got him seventy seventy two. Uh, That's right. Yeah, there you that go. That's right. So what yeah. your memory of Jordan? And, 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 and I must brag that we were one of the teams to beat him in that seventy two and ten year. Is that right? Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Um, what I I just remember, just how. Competing against MJ, man, just how poised, um, just how just poetry and motion, just how fluid he was. Played, you know, just played at his own pace. And, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I, I can't describe it. He was he was so damn good, man. Like, I, I mean, I look at my year, I had, I averaged 32. I thought I was, like, I, I thought, man, I'm nice. Like, ain't nobody – Touching me, yeah. but this dude did it his whole career and just above. Like, dude was so great, man, so great. I'm gonna tell you a story. I was uh, I had declared myself coming out of high school, right? And the Bulls was in the playoffs. I think it was ni- 1997. They were in the playoffs playing against the Hawks. So I went to the playoff game in Atlanta. And uh, watch the game. MJ just put on a show, him and Scotty. So my my coaches that took me got passes to take me in the back. So I'm 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 back by the locker room. Seventeen years old, guys. Yes, I can't standing, imagine that. Guys, I'm 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 standing by the locker room. You know, guys start coming out. Scotty comes out. You know, I talk to Scotty. The Scotty, I. I you know, I like Scotty, so I, I talked to Scotty for a bit. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. MJ walks out. Man, listen, that dude was glowing, bro. <laughs> I am not joking. When I seen Mike come out of that damn locker room, he was glowing. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I saw his, his physical appearance. And it had a glow around him. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm looking at Mike, and my mouth is wide open. I don't know what to say to him. I'm just looking like, oh my God, it's real. He's real. He's <laughs> dog, he is glowing. 
Uh, I was so stunned, man. 17 years old, my first time ever meeting Mike and ever being like starstruck like that. I was like, oh my God, God, you can take me now. <laughs> take me now. <laughs> I met Mike. Awesome. Now, hold on though. Okay, so how do you go from there to a year later, you have to play against him? Yeah. I was still like that. On the court? Oh, I, I, I was still like that. Till when? Till he was done? No, no, no. I was still like that because, again, I'm 18 years old now, and I, I'm playing against Mike. And, um, you know, this this somebody that, you know, I, I, I wish I could reach his level. Like, I watched everything that he did. And, you know, I'm competing against this guy. And, you know, I was sh shaking in my boots trying to guard this dude. But then, as that again, as that mystique wears off, then it's, yeah. okay, it's, it's, it's time to compete. He laces them up just like I lace them up. And, uh, you know, actually, my rookie year, I had one of my better games playing. I almost had a triple-double. If you ever seen a video where I go up and try to dunk on Scotty, but I land on his back because he catches me and I'm yeah, riding his yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, like, 12, 9, and, and, like, 7 that game. Like, I was – I had a pretty damn good game. You weren't that excited when you saw Luke Longley? You had a different feeling? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Not, not at all, mate. <laughs> okay, so how about this? How about this? Could you have Tracy McGrady in minor league baseball? Could you have struck out Michael Jordan in minor oh, league yeah. baseball? You have. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mike could have got some of this too, yeah. <laughs> but what, uh, what a lot of people don't understand – at, towards the end of his minor league uh, career, Mike started – he picked it up yeah. and, and started balling. He right? did. Like, yeah. he, he, he started picking it up, man, and uh, really started playing well on that, on that diamond. But, yeah, I think I would have struck him out, though. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, we got a couple of fast – we got a couple of quick hitters for you from some fans uh, before we let you go. And the number one thing is Magic all-time starting five. If you have to put an all-time – Starting five in Magic history. That's who'd easy. Who would your top five be? That's easy. Uh, Penny, myself, mm -hmm. G. Hill, Dwight Howard, and Shaq. Yeah, that's a pretty good five. I'll take that five. That sounds pretty good. Yep. I'll, take that five. I'll run with that. That's easy. No doubt. That's pretty, that's pretty good right there. What was your favorite thing about living in Orlando? Obviously, you're from here. You're a Central Florida guy, but – what do you love the most about Central Florida, T? Man, I, I well, just Florida itself. I just love the water, man. I, it was days like this, you know, on an off day or go to practice and, and being able to come home. And I just went out on my dock and just got some R&R &R and just listened to the waves of the water or just, you know, just relax. I mean, just being around that type of atmosphere every day, you know, I, I miss that. I'm not even going to lie. Just being on a lake, I, I loved it. That's fantastic. And lastly, do you have a favorite dunk? This says cheers from Italy. So you got fans in Italy. You got fans all over the world, as you know. But but a favorite, is there a most memorable dunk you've had in your career? Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people like that, uh, that Sean Bradley dunk. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, because it showed my aggression and just uh you know, I was just so locked in 
in the playoffs when we played Milwaukee when I dunked on Tim Thomas with the left hand. It just was like – That was you know, a good just one. Throw, just threw him off me like that right there. And Tim, Timmy is my man. I actually talked to him the other day. But to me, that's, that's one of my favorites. I thought you were, I thought you were going to go Detroit on uh, Mehmet Okur. Yeah, that was, that's yeah, my favorite. That's that, a good one. That, that was nasty too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's subjective. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I had so many, Dante. I'm not really what sure. What are you going to say, Tay? What are you going to say? I, I thought you were going to say Pat Gary on Dallin Bear. You remember <laughs> that? that? Oh, oh, yeah, that was, that was a sneaky one. Sneaky <laughs> nasty. <laughs> Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Just yes. And then turned around like he did it every day. It was awesome. <laughs> that, that probably was Pat's only poster he ever made. <laughs> ever. That was awesome. Uh, well, that's good, man. I I feel for you with that five acres and the amusement park and all that stuff. Yeah. Quarantine with and the bright sunshine. It, boy, it's tough, isn't it for you? I'd rather be on a lake somewhere, though. Honestly. Yeah. I'm Come on back. Come on, I, I, I miss my state, man. Well, you're welcome anytime. We'd love to have you. Yep. Yep. Be safe, Tracy. We really appreciate this. And, and I know uh, we, we, we wish the best for you and your family and keep up the great work on TV. And we appreciate you making time. All right, guys. Take All care. Right, I appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Thanks a lot. Peace. All right, later. Take care, Tracy. Be safe. Yep. Later. Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic.